What's up, Cadbury Scream Eggs? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the cover band podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn some new tricks and to find a better way. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, the the windy and rainy Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here in the increasingly windy and rainy Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. I've been listening to a podcast that every time they do a new episode, they go, what's up? And then they pick just some random pop culture reference. Good. And I I wanted to get ahead of the Cadbury Scream Eggs because, you know, it is very timely being that it is October and they are out in droves in the the grocery stores around around my place. Now, I will say when it comes to Cadbury Scream Eggs, I'm a fan, but I'm kind of a purist. I've only really done the Easter version. Is the Scream Egg a thing to try? Is it? Take, Take your expectations. And throw them out the window. Ah, okay. Because these are very, very different. See, the the Easter version is a milk chocolate egg with a white center and yellow coloring. The Scream eggs are a milk chocolate egg with cream frosting and green yolks. Wow. That, that is a game changer. It's totally different. I can't believe, honestly... From a branding standpoint, I can't believe it took them this long to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, but I feel like they haven't been around quite as long. This is totally unrelated. Uh, I just, I literally just kind of sprung this on on Dan. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something different for the opening." So, <laughs> but I like, I like a changing topic. You know, um, we do um, to just not to talk about bands or anything, but um, in the Clinky Lincolns, we do Johnny Be Good, and we use it as an opportunity to introduce the band, and everybody takes a solo on it, and um, it's really fun. And one of the things that Justin, who leads that thing has started doing is he introduces scott our bassist he says that he's from a different place every time every single time yeah yeah so you know from detroit the motor city or um what's the last one oh from the mean streets of tokyo yeah and it just cracks scott up and (laughs) it's just it's fun so you know gotta keep it fresh for yourself even if nobody notices that that's what you're doing i kind of like saying old tired things that make my bandmates roll their eyes well that's good too i like to in between songs i go we're still members only. Like if we're playing like a long set, like <laughs> 45 minutes in, I'll be like, we're still members only. I wish I didn't think it was so funny. I know. <laughs> but I I laugh to myself every time I say it. <laughs> we, we continue to be members only. Everybody else <laughs> thinks it's stupid, but you know. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. I think, that's, I think that's fun, but I'm cheesy that way. So if you guys couldn't tell, we're both in fairly good moods because we spent weekends at the beach. Yeah. How was uh, how was your stay up in uh, Virginia Beach? Well, it was nice. Uh, we were <clears throat> um, it's the first time I ever did the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, which is twenty uh, ish miles of bridge that crosses the mouth of the Chesapeake and mm-hmm. gets you to the sort of the outer. Um, I don't remember what they call it. If it was in North Carolina, we'd call it the Outer Banks, but it's not. It's in Virginia and it's outer something. And we were staying in Cape Charles, which is a little town on the bay side of that. And uh, it was really cute. It's, um, I will say this, being with nine family members is a challenge just organizationally. Yes. Um, you know, what are we going to have for dinner is a conversation that Oof. needs to happen at three instead of at six. Yes. Because um, then, you know, there are cats to herd and, uh, and two small kids, including one of mine, and um, so it was. It was a nice trip. It was a. It was. Um, it was. Uh, there, it was. It wasn't as relaxing as when it's just the local family, but sure. um, but but it was good to see all the folks. And my mother in law's birthday was very sweet. And um, so yeah, it was a good time. How was yours? Uh, it was really good. So we went to. Uh, actually, I was going to say I have done that. Um, that tunnel. Uh, I did it in a van. Uh, on our way to Virginia Beach from uh, from Atlanta for a uh, when we were on tour, um, nice. 
So yeah, I, I, I'm very well versed in, oh, I'm underground. Ty, we went to uh, Tybee Island, which is uh, about 12, 15 miles outside of Savannah. Um, and it's kind of been our new go-to spot for a couple of reasons. One, it's uh, it's a beach that's with in the state, so it's not as quite as long of a drive. Um, it's an Atlantic beach, which I grew up on. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, in our area go to the Gulf beaches, and there's a certain mm-hmm. charm, in my opinion, of Atlantic beaches. Um, and it's literally a 15-minute drive to Savannah, which is a really cool town full of great restaurants and history and just fun. Um, and we we got to go to the beach. It was gorgeous. Uh, there was a nice breeze, uh, compliments of the tropical storms, and um, we had a great time. Um, I was there with my parents, who came down and uh, kind of helped divide and conquer with the boys, um, which gave us a little bit of time to ourselves, which was really, really nice. Excellent. And of course, during our trip, we can't leave well enough alone, and me and Dan are texting back and forth about, <laughs> oh, I saw, you know, oh, here's here's this guy and who's that guy. So I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a band that I saw. Uh, playing down in Savannah, then I think it was the night before we left, uh, a band called Individually Twisted, who was playing outside of the uh, Wild Wing Cafe uh, down in Savannah. They were um, they're like a like a classic rock trio of like young guys. So they were doing you know Hendrix and uh, Aerosmith nice. and all that stuff, but they were young, hungry dudes. Um, their guitar player was really really good and uh, had one of those uh, Universal Audio Oxo load cab things. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he had he had a really solid uh, tone that was super manageable, and they sounded really good. And they got rained out approximately mm. fifteen minutes after they started, as far as I could tell. Bummer. But I um, if you're ever in that area, check out individually individually twisted. They're super super solid. Big fans. Sorry That's you got cool. rained out, guys. Oh, I will tell you when I um parked the car at um, Virginia Beach, I could hear guitar noodling happening and i and i also saw them setting up a big stage so it felt like maybe a guitarist just sort of filling air with notes before Mm -hmm. you know just kind of unprofessional but all right whatever and then i just got curious while the family was standing around nine people going through the the public restroom um (laughs) so i went and hunted them down it was just it was kind of around the corner of of uh toward the beach boardwalk and what I found there was a hippie-looking dude. Uh, no, no, I, uh, I love hippies. Um, but this guy had a battery-powered amp and a one-button looper pedal, and he was just playing you all the noodly pentatonic you could stomach. Love it. Um, when you know behind a tip jar, and it was, um, it was, um, it was not. It was. I, I've seen better buskers. <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, aimless uh, noodling. Um, then, then shortly after that, a guy uh, set up on a stage and did a solo acoustic show, and it was very credible. He was looping too, and um, he was very, very good. I heard him doing um, "Shape of You," and I heard him doing "No Woman, No Cry," and um, uh, a couple other things. It was good, and I'll tell you, there was a there was a good lesson I, in something that I saw him do uh, because I mentioned they're setting up a, a stage, uh, sort of behind him a ways. He wasn't part of what that was all happening. Yeah. Um, he came back from break and started doing a couple songs and literally six minutes he's back from break and the guys sitting up that stage fire up their PA and put house music through it loud, like louder, much louder than him yeah. and his two little 12 inches on stands. And, um, 
I saw him kind of like stop and consider turning his speakers up. And I don't know. I didn't really see any interaction between him and, and those guys. Uh, but so they played just, a, I think just enough to hear that their rig was running and then turn it down to off. And on mic, my guy said, wow, that was amazing. How do I get plugged into that? That sounded <laughs> fantastic, guys. And the guys in the sound booth were like, hey, you know, yeah, you know, he's like suddenly joking with them. Yeah. And there was not a hint of like, hey, you're screwing me up or, you know, something wrong with that. It was just, it was this, the moment of sort of, uh, I know for me, I'd have been, I wouldn't have been delighted that that happened. Sure. <laughs> and I, and I, I doubt I would have handled it as, as graciously as he did, but he just, you know, acknowledged that that was there and sounded great, man, there's no distortion in that rig at all. You guys sound fantastic. Can't wait to hear this show. All right. Meanwhile, and then like he just started playing again. It was, it was so smooth and the audience, if they were even aware that, that there was like a moment of contention there, he just had it so smoothed over and back into his show. It was, it was just really, was masterful in terms of the stagecraft of it. it was really really good. Yeah, no, that's great. How how you keep a cool head when everything is going wrong is you know a, a skill to develop. And I'm somewhere down the path of developing you developing it, but not super far. So um, a related note to what you were talking about about them setting up sound booths and things like that. Um, the other thing that was going on that weekend down in Tybee Island is an event called Pirate Fest. Uh, and the headliner for Pirate Fest, uh, which, if I'm being rude, uh, would be I would consider a cover band was Quiet Riot. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, Frankie Benali, who's their drummer, I think is the only original member. Um, and then I think they currently have one of the American Idol dudes fronting the band. Um, we did not attend. Uh, I didn't think waiting outside for uh, for Quiet Riot to start was a good way to spend my date night with my wife. So yeah. we went to uh, an Asian restaurant in a converted bank with a vault that's a dining room. Very nice. I felt like that was better use of our time. That's good. That's so, good. Yeah. We we ate at a burger joint in, um, well, a whole restaurant. I had a burger Yeah, uh, that was also in a bank and, and had, we didn't actually sit in the vault room, but, but uh, we walked past it. Yeah, we were definitely sending food back and forth too. I got a burger from you, I think, and then I sent you some uh, some delicious seafood spread that I got at this place uh, out on the bay, which was wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, me and Dan are completely uh, intertwined into each other's lives now. We're, we're, we ridiculous. text each other on vacation. It's pretty yeah. sad. It is. So um, talking about gear and talking about gigs and talking about you know new stuff. Um, Dan and I wanted to just say one thing um, about a new product that was announced last week that we are both very excited about, which is the Line 6 HX Stomp, which basically takes all of the stuff that we use in our Helix uh, rigs and puts them in a uh, form it's factor. The bitsiest, bitsiest thing you can imagine. Yeah. It's so good. You know, it's, it's, you know, I will say it's, it's half the power of a Helix, processing right. power-wise. Um, but... If you're like me and you have this whole Helix rig and end up using one setting with a few stomps on it or, you know, or a few snapshots, pretty much my whole night is played in one setup in Helix. Yeah. Um, this thing would do that. This thing would totally do that. Yeah. The, the general consensus from a lot of my friends and a lot of people in the community is that I have this big thing and I don't know what it does and I only use it for this very small thing 
I, it feels like mm-hmm. overkill. Um, and I think they, they, they hit this one right on the head. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to procure one. And cause I could literally like right now I travel around with a, a pedal train PT three pro in a road case on wheels and it weighs about 40, 50 pounds. Yeah. Um, I could literally drop everything down to, you know, a, a board the size of, you know, a phone book and, um, and have everything I need. So yeah. that's, yeah, I've been playing with a, a Helix LT next to a, um, TC Helicon voice live three. Um, neither of which are small. And yeah. if I, if I could go down to the stomp next to that voice live three, that'd be super killer. Yeah. And the other thought would be that you could put it in the back and then use a MIDI controller. That's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, low I, profile I have front. a, a uh, Morningstar MC six that I like a lot. Yeah. Um, so it'd be, it'd be, that would give me, basically all the controls I have on the LT. Mm-hmm. So I could literally have like three buttons up front, like clean crunch harmony and like be done with mm-hmm. it. Yep. You could, you could put the, the rest of that stuff in a rack if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, it's only money. It is. It is just a, you know, how many gigs away is that? You know, you have to think in terms of <laughs> earned, you know, opportunity. Yeah. Or sell the LT. I don't know. It's it, everything's on the table right now, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, um, I got a bunch of grief last week for us uh, shooting the bull too long. Oh. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and hop into <laughs> Wait, today's what topic. podcast? Do they think they're listening to? Yeah, I don't know. He was like, <laughs> a, a friend of mine texted me. He's like, 19 minute intro. I was like, yeah, well, this is not an intro. No, it's all content. Yeah. We are generating content. This is content. Those three yep. words. That's all content I just generated. You're welcome. You did. You did. We're not even charging for it. Speaking nope. of, if anyone's uh, hit the Patreon, you'll notice that nobody's hit the Patreon. But it's <laughs> yeah. cool. We love you anyway. Um, yep. But we would love your support if you feel so inclined. Yes. Please give generously. Or don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe if we stop doing 19-minute intros, yeah, maybe. <laughs> our, the, con- the content density will become more appealing to people. That, that's, that's possible. True. That's possible. You yeah, know, the, it's like it's like that um, the... Uh, I got uh, so the the other band I'm playing with, Viva La Muerte. Mm-hmm. We're playing a big festival uh, tomorrow. It's the Heap Festival, which is um, there's a promoter dude in town here. His name is uh, uh, he goes by Bones, and his production company because he's like this tall, skinny, lanky dude. Um, his production company is called Uncle John's Bone, and they're mostly in the sort of jam band. Um, dead space uh grateful dead uh cover band you know that sort of that sort of space which is very much vlm's jam uh clanky lincoln's is not a good fit for what he's interested in so sure. i haven't even really talked to him about it uh but he's putting on for the first time this three-day festival uh at a winery in snow camp north carolina and uh it starts today and it's going to be moist there today as hurricane michael um whatever's left of it makes its way through but we're playing tomorrow night and it's going to be glorious and probably hundreds to maybe a thousand or so people there um which is gonna be great a big piece of visibility for vlm um but the thing that makes me think of that is um a lot of these guys are in their first band and and uh the stagecraft of performing is not um I mean, there's a dude we literally have to hold his hand to get him on stage because he has stage fright so bad we, we stage fright by the way is a topic we should talk about during an episode yes. um and they're great. They, I mean, they come together and play really well. And there are some very solid people. The drummer is a full-timer professional. Um, but 
you know, the drummer made this case that we shouldn't spend more than a minute between songs. Yeah. And I, I just about left my body when he said that, like, I don't want to spend 10 seconds between songs. I don't want to spend five seconds between songs. Like if you paused for clapping, you know, an audience wants to clap, let them clap a little, but boy, if it takes you a minute to get the next song going, something's gone off the rails. Um, so, you know, similarly, if it takes us 18 minutes to get into the meat of a podcast, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we can. <laughs> what do we know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's speaking of meat, let's get into it. So, right. uh, this is, this is Dan's topic that he wanted to, uh, to, to kind of spearhead. And we had a quick conversation about it before. And I think it's, I think it's, it's valuable. It's kind of looking at, some of the concepts that we've discussed previously uh, from a different angle. And I yeah. think it's definitely relevant for um, the kind of guys who listen to this, uh, this podcast and um, are looking to kind of make sure that they can continue to get work. You know, a, a lot of, a lot of what we do um, as far as discussion goes is around band leaders, which is you're building a brand, you're selling the brand, you're, you basically, you, you have built a product from scratch and and then you're trying to sell it to, clients. So we're going to kind of turn that idea on its ear somewhat and, and talk about something a little bit more, I guess, surgical. So why don't you, yeah. why don't you kick it off, Dan? Well, um, yeah. So anyone who's listened to the podcast, um, since it's first few episodes, um, or reached back in time to listen to those knows that I am, um, very interested in branding as a phenomenon. Uh, until recently I worked in the marketing field and got a lot of exposure to branding and, um, really what a brand is and what its purpose is and what its moving parts are. And so, um, if you go check out episode, yikes, Adam, you might just take a look back in our episode. So I'm telling the right number here, but I think it's episode like four, three or four. Yeah. You nailed it. It was it was number four. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I did a whole piece on branding your band and, um, what it, what a brand really is. And, um, that's worth a listen if you haven't heard it already. Uh, the audio that might be a little tough to listen to. We didn't quite have the, how to do this dialed in at that point, but the content I stand by. And I wanted to expand on that a little bit because in the last few months, um, I, the, ways that a person might consume music that I am producing have tripled right up, up until about three months ago, the clanky Lincolns was my thing. And that was what I was doing and in, and that's, that was how you saw me was as part of that band. Since that time I took a position as lead guitar, uh, for this band Viva La Muerte, which is, um, uh, they call themselves psychedelic Americana sort of, uh, dead inspired, jam band stuff. Um, and one, one of the great things about playing with them is they have no concern that their covers are things people recognize or care about. So deep cuts are completely legit in this band. Um, uh, in fact, most of their covers I'd never heard of, um, which is, uh, <laughs> great. I mean, it's so great. It's so great. It's the wrong thing for a cover band to do, but this isn't a cover band. It's an originals band that does some covers and they can get away with a lot more, uh, 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 self-indulgence. Well, and getting out of getting out of your um, your comfort zone is is always beneficial, you know. Oh yeah, stretch stretch some muscles you're not you you wouldn't normally stretch. Totally, and I will tell you, I I um I felt it last night rehearsing with the Lincolns and prep for our show on Saturday. Um, my lead work is all different. I I am melodic and um, 
uh, boy, I just, I'm a different player having spent now a few months with these, these other guys. It's the different styles opened my mind in a lot of ways. So it's really, really mm-hmm. valuable. And I recommend it jam with as many different kinds of people as you can. The other Indeed. thing that I've started doing, and I have done the first of, uh, and have a second one booked for a couple weeks from now is, uh, solo acoustic shows. And I had a lot of fun doing the one and I'm having a lot of fun setting up for the other one. I think it's a very different mode of engagement with an audience and a very different style of performance. And, um, I'm interested in stretching and expanding, um, you know, those, those muscles too. So the point is I now have, I now have something new to brand because the brand work I've done around the clanky Lincolns, uh, just doesn't communicate everything I'm up to anymore. Yeah. And so the, the topic that we want to turn to and turn everyone's attention to is, uh, we might call it personal branding, you know, branding in my case, Dan Ray as a musician, as a performer, as somebody to follow, uh, you know, as somebody who has a few different modes of performance and, you know, different avenues for performance. So the very first thing I did about that was I made a Facebook page and I invite you all to come like Dan Ray music plug. It's a fine, fine little Facebook page. Um, and I very quickly put up a couple of acoustic covers. I did, um, and I chose ones that were deliberately oddball, uh, things you don't hear covered acoustic. Uh, well, maybe hear covered at all. Um, the first one was uh, Space Oddity. Mm-hmm. And the second was, uh, oh God, uh, 80s one hit wonder. Um, Dude, that's not, that's not d- helpful. <laughs> I know, I know there's so many. Um, do me a favor, just look at, while I'm talking, look, yeah, look up Dan Ray music and find me that. Otherwise, if you're going to smack my head when I say it. Um, Cause it's a great one anyway. Um, so I put that up just to have some content there. And then I live streamed, uh, on Facebook, the solo first set anyway, of the solo acoustic show that I did. And I posted that. So now there's uh, about an hour's worth of, um, performance video. All right. I'm going to stop you right now. And I'm going to back up because you said that, uh, it was a one hit wonder by, uh, an eighties band. Yeah. Uh, it was hold me now by Thompson twins. They are not a one hit wonder. I oh, take issue with right. that. They're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that, you're absolutely right. A bit of a non sequitur. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. Hold me now. You by Thompson me twins. greatly, but go ahead. Well, you'll just have to, you know, it's part of my brand then is to be offensive about the Thompson twins. Um, so, uh, so I did that just to, to make there be something out there with my name. Um, and in fact, the second acoustic gig came to me by referral from the, so it's where, what it is is a, a fundraiser for, uh, a young, uh, kid. She's a three-year-old girl who has a hereditary syndrome called Rett's syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's not a lot known about it and she takes a lot to care for her. So they're, they're raising funds both for her care and for, for research into it. Um, and that's happening at the bed and breakfast and music venue. That's literally right next door to my house. And so the owner of that, who's a buddy of mine and whose, um, zoning request I signed off on as a neighbor. So he, <laughs> so he likes me, um, referred, referred me and she found my Facebook page that had these couple of things and she hired me based on that. So right there, you know, already putting my, putting my, uh, shingle out, um, got me that gig just out of the ether, you know? Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I'm doing is I am, um, looking to get, uh, probably just a single page website up under my own name. Um, uh, danraymusic.com is taken. Actually that domain was registered in like the 
very early nineties, but there's nothing at it and it's yeah. an anonymous registration. So I can't find the guy and make yeah, an offer on to, it. I'm in the same boat. Drives me nuts. Um, and, uh, the other thing I just learned today as I was trying to find domain names, the dot music top level domain, you know, it used to be dot com and dot net and dot org and dot edu and dot gov were like the ones, but now the world is changing and there are a lot of those dot something domain names that you can get. I actually own danray.ninja. Um, <laughs> And I've, so my domain name list has gotten pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um I I I've also acquired a bunch of the dot band uh URLs. Yes. Um, yes, dot band exists. I do have the clanky Lincoln's dot band. Um but they're super cheap too. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I like um uh Google's domain service, domains.google.com. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get them for 12 bucks or um, it sort of depends on on what, what the domain is, but I bring that up because the dot music domain is doesn't exist and is under a lot of debate and may never exist. So Danray dot music is never going to be a thing, and neither will Adam Johnson dot music. Um, but I picked up Danray dot show and Danray dot rocks and Danray. I'll probably get dot band just because someday there may be a Danray band. The Danray band, you know, right? Um, um, and I'm going to build a, a just a one pager website that has links to videos and, and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, it gives me an opportunity to sort of redo all of the similar kind of branding work that I did for, um, uh, the clanky Lincolns and do it, um, in a broader sort of way. And so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fresh start branding wise, and it's a sort of a bigger umbrella brand that is about me personally. And, um, the music that I do under a lot of different names and, you know, hopefully it'll feed the other two brands. You know, it'll, it'll end up um, introducing and cross pollinating Lincoln's and Viva La Muerte fans and introduce them to what I'm doing solo acoustic. And it's, it's really a way to um, identify myself, uh, uh, you know, separate from the brand of the band now, and all of the branding stuff that I talked about in the fourth episode still totally applies, you know, how I'm dressed and how I talk and how I connect with venue owners. When I go into book gigs, that's all part of my personal brand. Um, how I, uh, represent myself on social media, which I, um, you know, You know, I probably am not following good branding advice uh, in a lot of my social media, but um, but that's all right. Because Dan Ray, as a person, is has a different presence than Dan Ray Music. That's why we have a Facebook page, is because that's going to be the home yeah. of all that stuff. Um, so all of those things that are um, part of a brand, you know, thing like who your target audience is and what your brand promise is and what you um, what you deliver, all of that is still totally valid even when you're just thinking about how you're going to present yourself and how you're going to be, you know, how you're going to put yourself in front of the marketplace, even just as an individual. Yeah. Do you have, yeah, I mean, there's, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to, I was going to shift to ask, you know, kind of what you've done in that area, what you've, what you've put together. So it's at one point I, uh, I owned adamjmusic.com. Um, I kind of let it lapse because it wasn't really doing anything for me. Um, and I had built a site in when I was kind of doing more of a, you know, hired gun kind of deal. And I, it was kind of multifaceted. So there was like stuff of me playing guitar. There was stuff of me fronting a band. There was all of my studio credits. Like I was basically, it was kind of like an online business card. Mm -hmm. Um, but this was probably 
almost 10 years ago and um, it, it had gotten outdated and it was, it was just like something that I was paying for that I wasn't getting anything out of. So I let it lapse and I think it's probably gone at this point. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say there, there's kind of, there's, there's different ways to look at it. You know, always shouting out my, my boy, Sammy. Now, Sammy Swanson. Oh, he, um, he's the master at this. Well, he's the master. But what he has done is that he has taken, he's kind of taken an umbrella approach. So Sam Swanson is always, almost always billed as Sam Swanson of handsome young ladies at his events. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but when he does solo events, he takes the picture of the band and he just puts Kiwis on top of the other guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So that's definitely, that's, that's kind of a, you know, you could look at that as a funnel, um, us marketing people love to talk about funnels and, and right. what he's basically doing is he's, he's kind of taking a wide net and going, well, if you like this, then you'll love this. Um, so that's kind of one way to look at it, but what you're doing. Yeah. And it is sort of the inverse of what I'm talking about. He's, he's, he's branding himself under the umbrella of the sure. band rather than the other way around. Well, and, and, and the reason why that works is that because those two, those two products kind of fold into one another. Whereas you've mm-hmm. got two completely disparate products that you are a member of. Right. And so the, there, the, I'm, I'm not, the word's not working, but, um, you know, the, the marketing approach is going to differ because in this case, sure. you know, you're, you're being, you're three separate entities, uh, in those three separate projects. So it doesn't quite work that way. And I, and I think for a lot of guys um, or gals that the approach that you're taking is probably, it makes more sense um, because a lot of us do different things in different groups. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when uh, when Convoy was playing all the time, you know, I was playing in an 80s band, a classic rock country band and doing acoustic, solo acoustic gigs. There was no, there was no thread. Uh, between the right. three of them. And when I was doing original music, it was even weirder because I was doing like original stuff and studio work and, you know, playing in a classic rock cover band with some buddies of mine that, you know, didn't brand at all. Um, so there, there was all these different, you know, separate things. And I was kind of more just billing my, myself as the product. And the, pro- you know, that product was a competent, you know, musician who has done X, Y, and Z. Um, yeah, that that you could hire to do X, Y, and Z for you. So it is just a totally different approach. Um, and I've at this point, I, I I had I accidentally created an Adam Johnson Facebook page, uh, but I have done nothing with it because, to be perfectly honest, between um, two bands, a quote unquote agency that I still haven't put together, uh, a small business that I'm trying to get off the ground, like I just don't have the bandwidth to start marketing another product. So now, but that could change, you know, uh, down the road, it might, it might be more viable to do something like that. Sure. I mean, it's all, it's all about, you know, priorities and ROI. You know, if it's, if it's not, you have, you have lower hanging fruit right now and you should focus on those things. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I think it would be, um, I think enough time has passed since we really beat the branding drum hard that, um, it's worth sort of a general big revisit maybe. Um, and I'm interested in what, now that we have some listeners, what y'all are doing in terms of branding and Mm -hmm. what you've seen work and what you've struggled with, anything we can, um, you know, give feedback on or, or learn from you from would be really valuable. So, you know, hit us up. Absolutely. At the email address, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Yeah, I wish I still had all of that old branding stuff from like when I was doing it solo because it's so dated now. Mm. It's this totally like emo rock and roll, just 
it would look it would look very <laughs> funny. Yeah. It was like my face like my face blurred in like a star logo, just total just nice. <laughs> pretty shameful stuff. For sure. Yeah, well, look, we didn't, you know, it's you know, design style is as fickle as fashion. You know, it's the these things change constantly and you have to stay on top of it or you look like a dinosaur. So. Yep. Um so you were talking about doing like a, a one page site. Do you uh, who do you mm-hmm. who are you planning on going through? Were you planning since it was just kind of like a zippity doo dah kind of thing? Were you going to do a WordPress deal, or were you looking at maybe one of the um, the kind of the ready made drag and drop kind of layouts? Or have you got probably that far? do a WordPress? I, I, you know, my my whole career has been in web development, so WordPress is easy for me to work in, and um, I'll probably just do that. Gotcha. Um, for any of you guys who have not had a background in web development like myself, um, there's a, I mean, there's so many different choices as oh, far as, yeah. as site builders go. Um, yep. GoDaddy has their own. Um, my my consulting firm, which is Atomic Consulting, uh, I built in Squarespace. Uh you, mm-hmm. I literally no, Squarespace, Squarespace, Squarespace is good. Yeah, I pulled I pulled the whole site together in about an hour and a half, uh, and it mm-hmm. was live with the custom URL. You know, the same day. Uh, I know people who use Wix. There's a company. There's a couple of companies that do it specifically for music artists. So you know the the choices are uh, are plentiful, and you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to know how to code or how to read things or do SEO to, to put something like this together and make it look super slick. And especially for like a yep. one, a, like a, like a single, like a landing page or one sheet, basically. Um, it, it's not very difficult to do. Yeah. And the price is right for those things too. A lot, a lot of, um, you'd spend a little more for a WordPress hosting account. It would give you a lot more flexibility and capability, but it really, if all you want is a one pager, probably there are cheaper ways to do it. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm paying like 200 bucks a year for Squarespace, yeah. which is the design, the hosting, and all that jazz. Right. So, you know, less customization, but, you know, most of us don't need super custom layouts. So, all right. Well, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can just cut a, cut a short one. Um, we have gotten a couple of, uh, of gigs from Hex Stories. Um, oh, good. I'd love to kind of pile a few up and then do a full episode on them. So, if you have any uh, gigs from Heck that you'd like to share with us, uh, send us an email or message us on our Facebook group. The email, again, is coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Um, and you can also check out our Patreon and all the other fun things that we are doing. Um, do you have any gigs coming up this uh, this coming week? Well, I got, um, yeah, so I have the um, festival, the Heat yep, Festival with BLM yeah. on Friday. And then on Saturday, I got this gig at the brewery in town called Gibbs 100. Okay. And it's their fourth anniversary party, and I happen to be um, totally in the right place in the right time to swoop up that that booking. Um, so uh, we'll be playing that, and that's going to be a big deal. That's that's going to be there'll be a lot of people out for that. So that's that's um, pretty exciting. The next week, I got um, acoustic gig on Friday, and then a double header with the Lincolns on Saturday. We're playing uh, the Fall Festival in Reedsville, North Carolina, um, on the main stage in the afternoon on the 20th and then a bar called um, Angela's Ale House in Kernersville, North Carolina. So I got a big, big couple of weeks coming up. Good. I don't, I've got nothing. <laughs> enjoy it. I, well, the, my current project is um, I've got a, so tomorrow I'm meeting up with our drummer and our front of house guy and getting my hand on some more, um, some more content to finalize the, um, the promo video for next year. So 
that's kind of what I'm, I'm currently wrapped up in. Yeah, good, good. I like the raw promo video you sent me. I was very, very nice. I like the mix of um, stage video and crowd video. Yeah. I did not see the exuberant girl in particular you were talking about. Good, but, um, and I did it. I did a good job. Um, yeah. I could send you a full clip of that, and you would be like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> but yeah, it uh, it's still a work in progress, and I, I've I found um, I found a couple of cool resources that I think will kind of set it off to the next level and. Um, again, the goal is to kind of like take that good footage and, and spread it across a couple of different, uh, types of promo, um, having a complete fanny pack Friday promo, I think would be a good one. And I'm also considering spinning that off, uh, into its own separate entity, um, trying to come up with names and that kind of stuff. Um, everything that I'm working on right now is kind of computer based and cerebral. Um, but I did pick up a guitar for the first time, uh, in a long time yesterday and just messed around. Uh, that was kind of fun. Excellent. It's, it's it's getting harder and harder to do that, uh, but I should take this uh, time of underemployment to uh, to work on my chops and learn some new stuff. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll do a, th- a shorty this week. What I'll go ahead and short? call it. Uh, 38? Yeah, yeah, it's about, yeah, we're about where we normally are. But once we cut out all the swearing. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, racial slurs, you know, it does, it does kind of cut down a little bit. Yeah. So I'll call it for this week. From in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. And you are listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 27. Have a good week.